0: I'm Brandon Amoroso, and this is the D2Z Podcast, building and growing your business from a Gen Z perspective. Hey everyone, today I'm sitting down with Eddie and Jenny from Malomo, and we're going to talk about how we were able to automate sales and support with branded shipment tracking for one of our mutual brands, uh, Soylent. Eddie, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. Super excited to walk through this with you. Uh, Can you just give everybody everybody a quick intro on who you are and what you do?
1: Ginny, you first. Okay.
2: (laughs) Uh, I am the customer success manager for the Soylent account. So I helped them get implemented onto our platform and I uh, maintain our relationship, day-to-day relationship management.
1: Yeah, and then I'm Eddie Schmeihill, uh Head of Revenue here at Malomo, so um, working with brands, getting getting them excited about branded order tracking, um, leading the sales team over here and uh, covering all that, that side of the business. So it's good to be here and appreciate appreciate the invite, Brandon.
0: Of course, I'm excited to dive in here. Um, sure. So I think it would be helpful just to give everybody like a high-level overview of what Malomo is before we dive into the nitty-gritty of how we're able to enable your solution for Soylent and produce the, the crazy results we were able to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so Malomo is an order tracking um, solution for Shopify merchants. And so we basically uh, turn the typical, you know, generic stale, you know, Shopify shipping experience where customers are getting that Shopify transactional email, going to that carrier tracking page, um, turning that into an opportunity for Shopify merchants that are are looking to drive retention and connect with their customers, um, turning that into a marketing channel to do so. And so, uh, kind of the overall reason, reason Malomo exists is we we typically see customers check tracking four to five times on average um, per order. Um, so you know, for a brand doing ten thousand orders, that's that's a lot of impressions that they're giving up to to Shopify or to the carrier. And so. Uh, There's definitely a lot to dig into there, but that's kind of the overarching uh, space that we play in.
0: I think that's when it all clicked for me, when I first had a a demo call with you, probably like a year ago now, and you mentioned the 4.6 times per order that they check the tracking page. And then uh, like when we started to do our audits for brands like Soylent, for example, you would see that 15, 20% of their total website traffic was going to that Shopify order tracking page. I was like, oh my goodness, there's just so much opportunity here that's being left untouched. Um, and then your solution just makes it so easy. Like we can be up and running like a week, week and a half, especially because of how streamlined we have things now. Um, yeah. It's
1: been invaluable. Yeah, and I think the other, the other thing that we really posi- position ourselves around are like, you know, fr- from the customers or the consumers point of view, um, it's not just that they're, you know, looking for their, their tracking information, but at that point in their experience with a merchant, right, they've, they've come to love this brand. They've come to really appreciate the story that they have, the product, the, the differentiation that that brand might have against all the other products um, out there. And so uh, from the customer's angle, there's really no other time they're more excited about that brand than at that time. So it's not that they're che- checking those transactional emails and, and that tracking page a lot. It's kind of you know the highest emotional um, time of the customer too as they're checking those. So um, it's the combination of those two things that that allow us to you know really drive a lot of value for the brands that we work with.
0: Yeah, I never even thought of transactional as a revenue channel until we got introduced to you. And I was like, this is just, I know without a doubt of any brand that we start working with on the email and SMS side when we're doing like play deal work for them. That if we just implement Malomo, they're going to be happy as hell with us for the first three months because this is like the the revenue goes through the roof, and I just sit there and it makes me look like a genius, even though just plug it in, playing. Um, so I'm um, yeah. always appreciative of that. Um, I think I think another big thing too, especially with the brands like at scale, that ability to create those custom flows to reduce support. Like I know um, I don't know if we did it with Soylent Jenny, but you've been able to help us sort of if it's been X amount of days and then product still isn't shipped out, like at least being proactive with notifying the customer can help a lot in reducing those support tickets.
2: Yeah. Having the delay email set up um, in our flows has been like monumental given all of the delays that the customers have been experiencing in the current climate. Um, We we have one set in pre-transit and in transit. So, uh, the pre-transit delay is a little, the time delay is a little shorter because um, you would think it only takes probably one day for the order to be packed up and then shipped out. Um, and then of course, if it's been more than a week since your order has shipped out and it still hasn't been delivered to you, then we're going to notify you that, hey, your order is still on the way. Um, it's just running late. So customers don't have to reach out to the brand and ask where their package is. The brand can be a little more proactive in letting them know that it's that it's running late.
0: Yeah, and there's even I mean, I've even seen things about how if a customer has like an experience like that where there is a delay, if the brand is able to make it right by at least doing that proactive communication and whatnot and showcasing how much they care, even if it is in an automated fashion, that that ends up impacting sort of their retention rate, how likely they are to refer the brand to their friends, um, which seems counterintuitive, like, oh, if you have a bad experience, you you're not going to want to shop with them again. But that's an opportunity for a brand to actually double down on that customer relationship um, and really scale it from there.
1: Yeah, and as, as Jenny said on that note, Brandon, as Jenny said, like the current climate, the thing is like everyone's fully aware of what's going on when it comes to the supply, supply chain crisis and uh, <laughs> all the carrier issues going on that's been happening since, since really COVID uh, has begun um, and at that time. So everyone's aware that like carriers and supply chains messed up. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you just, what we've heard a lot on, on, in conversations with, with merchants is we just want to be able to communicate something to our customers because as long as we, like you said, get ahead of it, they, they typically understand. Uh, it's when you don't communicate is, is when the, where's my order tickets come in or customers telling their friends, uh, you know, had the worst experience possible with this, with this new brand, never, never buy there. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we hear that a lot. Like as long as you get ahead of it, as long as you communicate something Um, customers are are pretty, pretty uh, understanding of the situations.
0: Yeah. And I think like we try to do that, like showing it at checkout, like, Hey, shipping is not going to take a day. And then also showing it immediately in that order confirmed email, like, Hey, this is probably going to take like two to three days to process. And just making sure that throughout every touch point expectations are set because it's just like, as an agency, we don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. deliver. It's the same thing as if you're a brand, as if really anything in life. Yeah, it's always better to do do better or do more than what you set out and, and promise than in reverse. Yeah. So yeah. I think go
1: ahead. Oh no, sorry, we're just gonna add one more thing. I think that's uh, when you ask like what, what Malomo does, it's it's always a little tricky to to talk about because on one side of Malomo, there's there's the, as Jenny was talking about, the support side, the delayed emails, that really the customer service and customer experience piece, and then mm-hmm. the marketer's favorite side of it, which is how do we drive more revenue from existing customers? Uh, we're we're solving both of those problems and a lot of a lot of smaller problems within those two buckets. So uh, there's there's definitely a lot in this in this little time with the customer, um, and, and little notifications, uh, there's definitely a lot to unpack and a lot that can happen from the time they buy to the thing that. To, to the time that thing arrives at their doorstep. So it's definitely a, definitely a great great experience um, or a really important experience to, to take, take advantage of as a, as a Shopify merchant.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's why I love how deep your integration is with Klaviyo because for us, we didn't really have a way unless we wanted to do like custom uh, transactional emails to build out personalized transaction flows which are an integral part of that post-purchase experience and making sure that they come back and place order number two and order number three. Um, and before, I mean, standard Shopify template or recharge too, because a lot of our merchants aren't both. So that's even that's even worse when you have the recharge notifications and the Shopify ones, and they both look completely different and they're not succinct at all. Um, but bringing them over into Klaviyo, we can now be very, very specific with who receives what and when. And it's actually part of our post-purchase flow. Whereas like pre-state, all the brands we worked with, they had a post-purchase flow in Clavio, and then they had whatever was going on with transactional in Shopify with no data, no insights into what was actually happening, zero ability to do A-B testing whatsoever, and then also no ability to do, like, we'll, like our standard setup with you all now is we have a subscriber flow and we have a one-shot flow because that's like the easiest sort of lowest hanging fruit in my opinion of how to differentiate the tra- transactional experience and then also have the different landing pages too. But I mean, the sky's the limit. Like we could have 20 different transactional flows because all the other tools we work with plug into Klaviyo. So we could do oh, a different tracking page for people who are subscribed to SMS or not. A different tracking page for people who are part of the loyalty program or not. A, a different one for VIP customers. I mean, you just keep going on and on in terms of um, how you can customize the Malomo experience, which I love that that like you empower us as an agency to be able to sort of get our gears churning um, and, and really utilize our brain power as much as possible to, to make this Clavio uh, flow into something special. Love that. So I think one thing that I want to touch on is sort of pre-soylent state for what they were doing and then post Malomo like what they currently have set up. Um, so I think I can probably sort of lay out what was happening pre and it would be great to, for you, Jenny, to sort of walk through some of the stuff that uh, you did on your end and how we were able to partner together to, to get them to where they are now. And then we can dive into the results too, which um, I know everybody's probably waiting to hear, <laughs> waiting to hear, waiting to hear that. Um, so sort of pre and, and as a byproduct of how we sort of kick off with a client, we, we go through an audit with all of them. And so one of the things we did for Soylent is sort of a forecasting document of what we thought we could achieve based off of. Um, certain initiatives that we want to implement. So as mentioned, like we found that 15 to 20% of their website traffic was going to that standard Shopify order tracking page. They had a high number of customer service tickets that were related to things that could easily be addressed if we just had some additional touch points. They didn't have any brand content on the landing pages, no product upsells, and zero analytics on what was actually happening with those transactional emails. Um, But then we sort of We've handed it off to Jenny and team and created a really awesome experience that has seen tremendous results.
2: Yeah. So we, like Brandon said, um, we set up two different experiences for Soylent. Um, we have a landing page designed for customers who are already subscribed, um, and then a separate landing page for customers who are purchasing a kind of one off to try and, uh, get them to subscribe, um, So we, we find this segmentation is really useful. Um, I think customers who are already subscribed to something don't always, they don't want to see the sign up and like subscribe and save because they're already, um, they're already doing that. So using the subscription page to plug other things that that the subscription customers may not even know about. Um, we have a lot of info on the subscriber page about the like sustainability of this particular company and their products. Um, we have, um, you know, the rewards program, referral program. um, Whereas the subscriber or the one-time purchase page is really just trying to get customers to sign up for the subscription program, um, as well as the rebuy widget. um, Because if you're, you know, if you're purchasing a one-off, you're likely not as familiar with the product offerings as someone who's a subscriber. Uh, So the rebuy Widget is great because it's a dynamic product recommendation. Um, So it checks and sees what this customer has already purchased and then um, recommends products based on that purchase. So you know that it's recommending products that um, your customer hasn't already bought in the past um, and it kind of exposes them to more of the the product collection than they may have known about um, in the first place. So those are the two separate landing pages. Um, And then, like Brandon mentioned, in Klaviyo, we have a segmentation set up that checks to see if a customer is an active subscriber or not. And based on that, um, it splits them into two different emails. The emails themselves, the transactional emails look exactly the same, um, but we switch out the links in the emails so that one directs to the subscriber tracking page and the other subscribes. The one-time purchase page. Um, so two different customers could be getting two completely different um, experiences, but they're both designed to drive repeat purchase and uh, further brand recognition for Soylent.
0: I think that's one of my favorite parts about the Soylent one is like that we're able to use rebuy as well because I love it when our merchants get efficiencies with their tech stack and can use them in, in multiple places. Um, it really just for one, it makes it more cost-effective for them, but it also has a better customer experience when you don't have disparate systems that that don't talk to one another. Um, And like Rebuy, Malomo, these tools that that we we enable with every merchant we work with now because of the fact that we are able to create these customer experiences. And I think like this is just the tip of the iceberg too of what we'll be able to do with them in terms of the personalization. Um, Like you had mentioned the eco-conscious, uh, section as well that they call out, like there's a tool like EcoCart that we use that will see the customers who did in fact check off that they want to be carbon neutral for their order. And so then in Klaviyo, that's going to be a segment that we could then put them on a path where all the transactional emails are all about like the fact that you're eco-conscious, this is what we do. And, um, my, my head is just spinning here in terms of, uh, <laughs> what else we could potentially do for them. But in terms of the actual results, so I know we had a couple of things that we wanted to cover there. Who wants to, uh, who wants to do the unveiling of, uh, of what, the, what the results were that we were able to drive for them in the first month alone? Not even, this is even like a three-month period. This is just the first month that we were up and running with this. I'm not going to steal your thunder, so it's going to have to be one of you two. <laughs> I,
2: think, I think Eddie's kind of the numbers guy. He's in the sales world, so I'll let him take. Yeah, let's get the sales
0: pitch.
1: Sales
2: yeah. pitch with
1: the, the <laughs>
0: ROI too.
1: Yeah. So um, yeah, so Lynn saw some remarkable results. So just in terms of engagement, uh, their their customers were looking at the tracking page six times um, per order on average. So just an insane amount of engagement. Like Jenny and, and Brandon covered. Being able to segment that experience led to, I think it was what Brandon over 60, 60 grand in the first month alone, in, in repeat repeat purchases, yep. um, and overall their 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 ROI is insane right now. It's like fifty four, x ROI with what they're what they're uh, paying us. So uh, you know Soylent they're they're doing a lot of things in terms of improving their customer experience, helping with support tickets, with delayed flows, um, which Jenny I would love honestly for you to talk a little bit more about. Um, of that, I guess I guess we kind of already did actually in terms of what we what we can set up in Clavio. Uh, but you know, on, on top of being able to offer a really awesome branded customer experience that's sharing that really cool story that Swampland has, uh, just visit their website and you'll you'll clearly see that they have a really remarkable story and brand uh, brand image there. Sharing that at a really important time with customers, but then on top of that, seeing a 54x ROI, um, a lot of the brands that we work with see. Something very similar where they're able to, like I talked about earlier, accomplish a lot of the customer experience, reducing those where is my order tickets and then driving revenue on top of that um, to justify the cost of the platform itself. So um, I think that's that those are the kind of highlights in terms of the, the results there. Um, but I'll let Brandon you jump in with anything else that you and you and your team saw.
0: I mean, I think the biggest thing to stress is that, like, this is not just uh, a Soylent result case study. We could have looked at any of the other merchants we've onboarded on, on Malomo and what sort of experience for their customers we've been able to enable uh, via Clavio and via the order tracking pages. This is sort of just the norm. So uh, for anybody that's listening or, or watching this, this isn't like just reserved for the, I don't know, the larger, more, uh, I guess, CBG brands with more brand recognition like a Soylent. Like this is really powerful and impactful even for like the smaller startups who are just getting set up. And if anything, I think it's probably even more beneficial for them because this is really when you're trying to get those first customers to be your brand ambassadors. Um, So I think that's the biggest takeaway for me and, and for anybody that'd be listening is that this is something that can be sort of replicated and utilized for your brand as well. And if you think about it, like why transactional emails are so successful with Malomo. I think one of the biggest things is the number of uh, endpoints you have with the carriers. Like Shopify only has order confirmed and like shipping out for delivery. Whereas with with you all, we have at a minimum five or six flows that are set up. And so each one of those emails also has like an 8% open rate and a 15% click-through rate, which is ridiculous compared to any other marketing email we send because mm-hmm. it's a transactional email. But then you land on that page and yeah, you're checking your order, but you've got a thousand other things that are all about the brand, new products for you to try. And so it really just is a no brainer. Um, And I think you all make it friendly for a business of any size because of the way that you do sort of your structure and and pricing based off of the, the order volume. And so that's one of my favorite parts too, is that there's tools out there that have paywalls that are prohibitive. And so we can't, give everyone that same best in class experience. It's only reserved for companies that are doing 20 million, 30 million in GMV, but there's a lot of really awesome brands in that smaller sector. And I think since your pricing is so flexible, it, and it's also awesome for us too, because we can we can do the same thing for everyone. It allows people to incrementally grow and, and get to a place where they wanna be, so.
1: Love that. I, I have a question yeah. for you, Brandon. When you first uh, when you first came across Malomo, I know you have seen obviously the results in terms of revenue and and uh, kind of everything that we just talked about. When you when you went and pitched the, the first customer on Malomo, like what were the what was the value prop for you as you went and talked to them about the, the solution? Do you remember?
0: Oh goodness! Um, <laughs> I actually I am curious who the first customer was. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up after this. Um,
2: it was more, I believe. No, I think it, it was, was
1: Jinx, right? Oh, Jinx. Amora, Jinx. Was,
2: Amora was the first one that I worked like really hands-on with Brandon's team. Jinx, I didn't realize was an electric customer until after you guys had already launched. Uh, so I, I think of Amora as the first one because I still maintain the relationship with electric when it comes to Amora as opposed to working directly with the customer. Yeah.
0: I think there has to be, I'm going to have to look, but there was definitely a customer who had happened upon you and then just like went ahead and did it. And then I was like in the clavio account, and like, what is this? And then <laughs> I started the day into it a little bit more and was looking at the analytics and it was like sort of my, my dirty little secret that I kept for myself and then pretended like I had uncovered Malomo and we were going to bring it out to all of our merchants. That's uh, <laughs>
1: awesome. That's awesome. I got to remember
0: who that merchant was though. But no, I mean, the pitch is, I honestly find it difficult to do the pitch because there's so much going on and like, yeah. there's so much you could do with it. And so I have difficulties sort of reining myself in and making it easily digestible. Cause like I could go off on a rant about the order tracking pages. I could talk about how many times people look at them. I could talk about the engagement with the emails. I could talk about the clavio segmentation, but it's like, it's a lot, especially if you're hearing it for the first time. So Thankfully, at this point, we kind of get to position ourselves as, hey, like you're doing the audit with us. You're going to work with us. This is sort of what's happening. And so yeah, it's a little yeah, bit, yeah. A little bit of less of getting into the nitty gritty of the details and just being like, we're going to show you the results in 30 days and uh, you're going to be happy.
1: Love that. <laughs> Love that. But
0: I think it'd be great if you could sort of lay out how people should get in touch with you. If they just listen to this and they're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm not doing this. Where can they find Malomo? How can they get in contact with you? What do next steps look like there?
1: Yeah, a couple couple of ways you can get in contact with Malomo. If you go to our site, uh Go Malomo, it's G-O-M-A-L-O-M-O, which I'm sure it'll be linked uh on the video or, or close by, but go Um, you want to get going, sign up for a free trial, that option's up there. Uh if you want to get a demo to explore more of the platform, I think. We obviously got a lot into the Klaviyo integration and the order tracking pages, uh, but there's a lot of different integrations that we have that we would love to tell you about and, and, and uh, teach you about, um, attentive postscripts, um, things of that nature. And then some uh, more kind of backend analytic type stuff that, that's really helpful for, for merchants as they think about measuring their carrier performance. So definitely some more stuff to cover. Uh, go to our website, sign up for a demo. Um, we'll we'll kind of show you the platform. And uh, I think that'll be a great way to, to get in touch with us. So um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Brandon, you'll, you'll probably link that, link that uh, in the, in yeah. the something.
0: I'll take care of it. Uh, well, thank Thank you for coming on. This was awesome. Um, for everybody listening, you need to go check out Malomo. You should work with them. It's a no brainer. And uh, obviously I got to plug electric. If you, if you want the true, true best Malomo experience, uh, you can reach out to us as well.